Singapore experience. This is 40 Years at the Bar. I'm Paul Darling, King's Councillor 39 Essex Chambers, and in this series I'm going to be talking to friends and colleagues about experiences in the law, practices in the law, and cases that I have found of great interest. I hope you may find it interesting as well. Hello, I'm Paul Darling, OBE KC, still sounds odd KC rather than QC, and I'm delighted to welcome you to the first of a series of podcasts I'm doing to celebrate 40 years in the barrister's profession in England. I'm very keen to celebrate that, not as some of my colleagues do by writing a book or doing a sponsored walk, but by doing a series of podcasts. And I'm absolutely delighted that the first one is going to be with my friend Theo Shenyi SC from Singapore, who he, he is one of the most distinguished practitioners in Singapore. He um, was president of the Law Society from 2015 to 2016, uh, and he runs one of uh, he's the founding partner and uh, runs one of Singapore's thriving practices, TSMP. He has a worldwide reputation uh, as an uh, as an advocate, uh, and he acts mainly as counsel, but occasionally as an arbitrator. That's a balance that appeals to me too. Uh, I'm delighted to talk about Singapore first because I did my first case in Singapore in 2000. In those days, Singapore arbitration was nothing like as established as it is now. Uh, the arbitration centre was an old courtroom in City Hall, um, indeed with criminal courts uh, either side of it, and the arbitration centre itself was a small office around the corner. Uh, and it's amazing, isn't it, how things have come on from then. Uh, Shenyi, do you think that um, uh, there's a, a long way to go, or is Sing- how is Singapore doing? Well, we've certainly come a long way. I mean, when I started uh, in 1993, it, it was a small office. We we had arbitrations where the arbitrators were retired judges, and we started calling them Your Honour, and we behaved as if we were in court, except that we were sitting down. So it was very, very formal, um, and it was all local. It was all construction, um, admiralty, but but today we've got Maxwell Chambers. It's state of the art. It's we've got judges that. Uh, are extremely experienced. So when you when you need supervisory jurisdiction, it's it's fantastic. You you actually go to a judge that knows what he or she is doing. And we've got some of your judges too, uh, because we 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 stick all our setting aside cases in the SICC. Yeah. So you you'll get Vivian Ramsey and Bernard Ricks and Bernard Eder and 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 some of your your colleagues yeah. uh, also sitting in judgment. It's very very interesting because the the the, the dramatic development both of the physical facilities. Um, and of the cadre of advocates, arbitrators, and judges is is pretty dramatic. I mean, Maxwell Chambers is an extraordinary place to be. I've done um, several arbitrations uh, in Singapore, and the facilities are are marvelous. One of them was whilst Maxwell was away from its home when it was at uh, that, uh, that centennial. Um, the quality even there, when they were in a temporary location, was absolutely first class. The arbitrators are the variety is and quality is extraordinarily high and as you say the international element in the in the judging adds further to the uh, sheer quality of the local judiciary 
I think what's interesting, Paul, is that that the software has developed. When when again, when I started, we we had we had some old timers. We had uh, and I, and I'm an old timer now, but when I started, I I wasn't. And it was all construction law, um, admiralty, and and we were uh, kind of finding our uh, getting getting our getting our feet wet because all of us doing arbitration were also doing litigation. I, I'm old school. I'm a dinosaur, like like, and I, I suspect you are like me. We we both work in the courts and we work in the arbitration rooms but and before tribunals. But I think now you've seen the birth in Singapore of, of um, an arbitration community where young lawyers are actually doing nothing but arbitration. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and I think, I think that's, that's an interesting development. I mean, again, I'm old school. I think that one should cut your teeth in court and then progress to arbitration because it's impossible to migrate from arbitration as arbitration counsel to litigation counsel, but you can quite easily do it the other way. I don't, I don't know how you feel about one, that. One of, one of the things about 39's UK operation is that uh, our new joiners uh, are uh, do an awful lot of advocacy in the county court, very often in front of district judges, uh, and there's no substitute for that uh, at all. And I, I couldn't agree more. I think that you know, going in, just into international arbitration without any uh, opportunity to do advocacy and make your mistakes. And let's face it, we've all made our mistakes. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I tell my juniors, you know, that, that when you go to the district courts, you will get beaten up by someone twice your age and half your IQ. And you wonder, how, how in the world did I lose that application? But you'll also and, end up getting um, d- um, turned over by opponents who you think are idiots, but in fact have done you up like a kipper. My first day as a tenant, I went to the county court to do a road accident case. And this, I thought, complete um, um, e- easy opponent. And I was sent home with my tail between my legs. Uh, having had a you know learned more in one morning than I would for the next however long it is it is but I, I think it's interesting because we obviously 39 has its um uh, Singapore presence which is one of the one of the attractions of 39 to, to me uh, but I, I always feel that when one that the there's now a, a sort of revolving community in Singapore and when you visit um, as I have, to, to, for example, when we went to launch the Wilmot Smith on construction contracts, and we had that uh, those, those various gatherings, it's a very welcoming and flexible venue where people are very keen to see you and to exchange ideas. And I know that we're traditionally, as individuals, very keen to contribute to the the life of Singapore in the same way as I know people in Singapore are keen to contribute to the development of our, the UK and international arbitration. And, and I think it's become really internationalized, right? Uh, I mean, it, it, it was very Anglo-Saxon for the first, maybe, uh, maybe from from two thousand two thousand and ten. But now you've got this, you, you've got this influx of civil law lawyers, you know, from Korea, from from Europe. So I think Loretta is one of your yes. uh, uh, one, one of the members of Thirty Nine Essex. So you've got civil, you've got civil jurists, and and that that and they think very differently from from common law lawyers. You've got Americans who think. Very differently, they cross-examine very differently. They 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 argue very differently uh, uh, in international arbitration. So you get that cross-pollinization, and and Singapore, uh, uh, of course. And is how many in the of them are you finding are, are are resident rather than uh, coming for specific cases or groups of cases? Well, well, you, you know, you, uh, like like you you come for, you fly in, fly out, yeah. but, but you've got you've got some sort of connectivity with Singapore. But there are loads of guys uh, or loads of male and female arbitrators that that um, are. Uh, resident in Singapore, so they're either with international firms, or uh, you've got the Michael Lees of the world. Yes. You've got uh, uh, they, 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 
situate themselves in Singapore right now because uh, it's a useful location to be in and then there's tons of work. Yeah. I mean, I think some of your uh, Q, no, I, I can't get used to saying KCs as no well. Kind. Some of your formal QCs, now KCs, have actually uh, decided to to relocate in Singapore, maybe to take advantage of the very, very benign tax in Singapore. But, uh, and also visa and all, I mean, Singapore is, a, is very well set up for somebody who wants to come and do international arbitration, isn't it? You, you don't need a work no. permit. You just fly in, fly out. You you uh, get to enjoy the food and and uh, um, now the nice hotels near Maxwell. No, well I I yeah, I, um, I I have a particular modus operandi that, um, when I'm doing a case, and I will very often you know finish the case for the day, have an hour off, um, and uh, go and have a swim, and then start the evening's work. Um, and I very often choose the hotel by reference a to the size of the desk. Uh, and B to whether the the swimming pool is sufficiently um, um, uh, <laughs> convenient for me to dip in for half an hour before and getting back to work. Um, and, I mean, I, I have to say, I, for me, the problem when I come to Singapore is deciding which of the marvellous hotels to stay at. Um, the um, the danger, of course, is that you bump into other lawyers all the time. Um, certainly, the the post bar at the Fullerton somewhere where if you, yeah. if, you if you don't <laughs> see another international arbitration lawyer, you've come on a quiet day. Or, or Otto, Otto just just on the ground floor of Maxwell. Yeah. You, you, you go in there, you bump into everybody. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's I, a, bit I, like, I, a bit like lunch at the IDRC down here, you know, that it is the, it is the community. I mean, what do you see the, 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 the medium and longer term future for, for Singapore? Just more of the same or are there any trends that you think might accelerate or, or things that might change? Well, I, I think the SICC is a game changer. I mean, that started in 2015 and, and it's, it's, I mean, you still don't, you, you still have very few sort of organic cases in the SICC, but you've got lots of cases that move from, our, from, our, from the High Court to the SICC with international judges. That's a game changer. Uh, and so just I think remind it, me, what's the mix of judges in the SICC? Um, we, you've got, well, it started up with a lot of Anglo, well, let's say common law judges. Yeah. So so England, Australia, the the US, so Delaware and Connecticut courts. You've got Japanese judges, a Chinese judge, um, French. So you've got a mix uh, of people, former maybe Indian uh, Indian high, uh, Supreme Court yeah. judges as well. So it's international, and and that, and that's that, and Singapore is international as well. So I think Singapore is going to be the international national location well, in the next ten years. One of the things uh, in this part of the one world. of the things that struck me about the Singapore judicial makeup is it it appears to me to be genuinely international, rather than uh, a particular dominant factor with other. Uh, j- judges around it, as it were. It seems to me that it is genuinely cross, uh, um, cross-jurisdictional with, with very, very different skills and very different experiences, which all, so far as one can tell from my direct experience, all come together pretty well. And you know, the, the, the sum of the parts is, the individual parts may be very impressive, but the sum of the parts is even more impressive. I think that's by design. I mean, it, a lot of it is, is I think, the international outlook of, of the current Chief Justice, uh, Sunarish Menon, because he, 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 he understands, and we've understood for a long time in Singapore, that you need to bring in the best of the best in the world and use this as a po- use Singapore as a place which uh, is attractive to the rest of the world. I, I mean, the, the truth truth be told, we've all be, all all of us lawyers in Singapore have become better lawyers because of international arbitration. Because it was in international arbitration, that's when you come up against the American law firms, the English law firms, the Q, the then QCs, and then you go, oh my God, they're so much better than us in terms of the preparation. And, well, I'm, I'm and, sure uh, I'm sure that's over modest, but I do remember when one of the cases I was doing. The, the um, when we uh, just as the case was over and I was leaving, um, the 
a senior partner of the firm asked to come and see me and I thought there was obviously some great problem in fact he came to thank me for asking for thank me for having um, been so helpful in developing um, with the associates with whom we were working now I, I wasn't conscious of it because they were absolutely first class um, and they were first class at the beginning and they were first class at the end but I think it is the cross fertilization and I think I was the one that was learning from them rather than the other way around but I, I think it is um, um, I mean of course the, the, the other thing to, to mention is obviously how we first met was when you were singled out as um, uh, to be to be made a bencher of the middle temple where I'm also a bencher and um, I remember vividly that very amusing and serious but amusing speech that you made when you were called to the bench. And we've, and I know Middle Temple's very pleased that with our Singapore connection, uh, uh, Hicktin is obviously the most marvellous uh, senior bencher to, to have in Singapore. And the other uh, benchers, honorary and, and members that we, that we have uh, means that Middle Temple has a connection with Singapore that we greatly value and i hope that when i'm treasurer of middle temple next year i'll be able to visit singapore in some form or other so as to sort of foster those, those connections oh absolutely i mean i mean the, the the only problem with singapore middle temple uh, um, templars or middle middle templars is that we uh, that we are a dying breed, literally, because we stopped coming to Middle Temple in 1997 yes. when we we changed our system. So we've got to find a way to do something. But but I should just say that that we um, we uh, the cross pollinization has has helped, and I hope that you and the Middle Templars come down because that's helped our lawyers and it's it's helped us become world class. Yeah. It's helped Singapore lawyers become world class. It's taken some time, and I think sometime in the the teens decade, we sort of really sort of came into our own and could hold our own against the rest of the world. And and that's mainly because we've had the benefit of actually competing against the best of the world, uh, realising that we had to up our game. And we did. One of the things I think is interesting about all of that is the flexibility that is shown in the way in which cases are resourced. I mean, I, I have a number of ongoing matters where I'm asked to play a particular and different role in, in cases in Singapore, asked for some advice, strategic advice or advice on the law, or asked to appear for a particular purpose in an arbitration or to run an arbitration. And it seems to me that there's such a pragmatic flexibility about how the teams collaborate and cooperate both across disciplines. And, and it seems to me that that's, you know, Singapore is particularly good at being flexible and getting the best out of everybody. Yeah, we are. I mean, the, the the main the main fault that Singaporeans have, and that this is, in, and and I see this when I appear before either Singaporean judges or when I appear before English or American judges in the SICC. Singapore judges are incredibly impatient. So you get you you speak you say two sentences and then questions questions and questions. I think English judges might give you a runway of about ten minutes before well, they ask well, the first it's question. Quite, it's quite funny. The um, I don't know whether one of the amusing things about our world is that um, the Supreme Court is now. A live and be available online. And I argued in the Supreme Court a marvelous case called Triple Point about liquidated damages. Um, and, um, Lord Leggett, um, was one of the panel. Um, and, um, he waited for me to come on and I was making some submissions that I think on paper had not entirely found favor with his lordship. Um, and he was absolutely charming. Lord Leggett always uh, has been charming, um, but it was quite plain that I wasn't going to get past the second sentence. So <laughs> I, I don't think Singapore judges are, are unique in that. Um, I think that there, there is a sort of cross pollinization about the extent to which judges 
benefit from reading things on paper and then can have a chance of going at them orally and i think that's a challenge for judges frankly everywhere and if in singapore there's a bit of impatience then that's it that's entirely understandable i have to say there are one or two judges over here who i've pit first instance whose uh, impatience is um but i'll just finish off with making you laugh with the story i was once there's a judge in the, the, the in england and ooh, many years ago who um was very talkative and you get there and you'd say, may it please, and by the time you got to that, um, you know, he was telling you what your case was, was, or sh- was, was, or shouldn't be. And about um, a week later, um, I was bumped into the then chairman of the bar, who said to me, I gather you've been appearing in front of Judge Mr. Recorder X, what's he like? And I said, oh, he's very nice, he's very kind, and he's got very good understanding of the law. But he, he is very talkative, and he won't, he just won't keep quiet. Oh, he said, that's interesting. Thank you. Anyway, about two or three months later, a colleague, an old colleague of mine in my old chambers um, came back at lunchtime from a case and said, um, very odd morning, um, Paul. Um, I, I appeared all morning in front of Mr. Recorder X, um, and he didn't say a word, literally, apart from good morning. And at lunchtime, he said, um, Mr. Are you going back to chambers? Yes. Would you please tell Mr. Darling I've sat here all morning not saying a word? <laughs> and my reference had been... So, so I, 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 I think we all have problems with, with judges. Well, th- thank you so much for joining me for this, this session. I'm looking forward to being back in Singapore soon. We had a marvellous time there last, um, uh, l- l- last late summer, uh, autumn, when we, we, we launched Wilmot Smith. Um, and uh, Abhinav Bhushan organised all, all of those great events, some of which I know you were at. Um, I just love being in Singapore, so it's lovely for me to have started this series. And can I thank you very much indeed for having come on to talk with me on it? Oh, it's a pleasure, Paul. Always a pleasure. And now we're going to have some lunch. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs>